0: Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: It's the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday april 12th it is trade deadline day if you're listening to this in the morning uh good morning to you all and as we get ready for just the next couple hours the nhl trade deadline will be uh up and uh, up and past as of uh noon the, the deadline will be over uh just a quick uh, reminder to you guys that uh all throughout today locked on uh, podcast NHL side, will be having an entire live show going out through much of today. I think all the way up until a uh, little bit past the trade deadline. Uh, we'll have a lot of local experts chime in on those, to talk about any of the big trades happening today. Also, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. On today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, we will talk a little bit about the trade deadline maybe what some of the things that we may expect the coyotes to do or not expect, because we have no idea. Or I mean maybe an idea. Who knows? Uh plus we'll talk a little bit about the uh the weekend's games. Arizona Coyotes up against the uh Vegas Golden Knights, what we thought of how that went down. Joining me today, Carl Pavlik, he's uh he was uh with me just uh a little bit last week as well as we uh in another trade deadline talk that was before and I was talking about the upcoming games and whether or not the uh, the last few games this last week week or two would uh, make any difference in how the trade t- trade deadline will go. And before we get to that, Carl, let's go ahead and uh, go straight into the weekend's games against Vegas. How that one went down. First of all, a uh, well, I think what was it like a seven to four game or whatever on. On a Friday, and then a one nothing loss on a, on Sunday. Uh, not, I mean, not what you want if you're the coyotes, especially since you're still trying to fight for a playoff spot.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, during all of this, the St. Louis Blues did overtake the coyotes for that last playoff spot. So this is not the weekend that they wanted to have. I think it was kind of the weekend we expected them to have. But you always hope that the team can like exceed expectations and you know win one of the games, or at least show that they were competitive in the games. It could be argued that they were for one period of Friday's game, and depends on how you feel about today's game. Frankly, I don't think it was that great. Uh, I think the Coyotes played a Slightly above average game against the Golden Knights, uh, not nearly good enough for this position that they're in at this time of the year.
1: My biggest issue with the Coyotes this last week was, uh, or just let's just say, this entire scenario and why I was wrong, and I'm going to say I was wrong because I, I pretty much said it. I think before the King series, I was like, "Look the the Blues are up against the Golden Knights, and then they got the Wild." Like I don't see them winning those games, and the Coyotes—they got the Kings, and then they got the Golden Knights. They're going to be more of a challenge, but by the end of this, the Coy- the Coyotes should be about three to five points ahead, and it sh- should have no problem. They ended up going on a 3 no, blues and they're going on a three-game winning streak, and the Coyotes on a three-game losing streak, including that the last game to the Kings. Which Carl, I think that was one of the big that, that was one of the biggest problems. Um, I'm not going to go too in depth of that game against the Kings because that was now about you know like five days ago, um, so don't need to go into that. But the uh, just the series against the Golden Knights, you would have hoped a little bit of a, more of a pushback, a little bit more of a effort from them, especially knowing on Sunday that they just got overtaken for the final playoff spot. And all they needed to do was maybe at least go force the game into overtime to get back not into the spot but at least tied in that spot.
0: Yeah. Um I don't I don't want to talk about the LA game either cuz that was just very disappointing. Um honestly, that should have motivated them for Friday. And and the the start to the Friday game where they let Vegas score is maybe too strongly. Vegas is a very good team. Uh, Vegas scored four in the opening period. And I don't know what the Coyotes need to motivate them at this point. They were fighting to maintain their playoff spot on Friday. They lost it. Uh, They should have been fighting to regain it today. They lost it. Um, the good teams like St. Louis, when when they're down, they're able to find that next gear. And the Coyotes have always struggled to do that. Like, chips are on the table. We need a win. They just come out looking like a deer in the headlights. And today was better, but honestly not by much. You can't say that the Coyotes ever dominated at any point in that game. They were keeping up with the Golden Knights. Uh, and that's fine if they had, like, if this was really early in the season or if they had, like, a comfortable spot or if they, you know, were just kind of doing okay. But this should have been the time where they like, came in strong and just took control and did something. And they failed to do that. And that is disappointing. Well,
1: one thing I'll say about Sunday's game, too, is. You know, I gotta at least tip my hat a little bit to Aiden Hill. You know that what is that now? His 11th or 12th straight start. Um, and after the game that he had on Friday, you know he he stepped up, and I think he's one of the reasons it was a like a one nothing game rather than like a five nothing game. Um,
0: so <laughs> yeah, uh, could have
1: been much worse.
0: Hill made his 10th straight start today. Um... Honestly, it's. I think that is ridiculous in and of itself, and I'm not sure how he continues to be this pretty consistently good. He gives his team a chance to to win games, which is all that you want from your third-string goaltender, who is stepping in right now. Uh, like, if you told the Coyotes that three-quarters of the way through the season – Ranta and Kemper were both down, but Hill was giving them a chance to stay in the games. That would be all that they admit or that the front office and coaching staff would want. Uh, it's the team in front of him that's failing pretty consistently.
1: Yeah, and that's the, and that's the biggest issue too. And I I always look at it. I look, you know, I try to look to the leaders, you know, the offensive leaders of the team, and I'm like, what, like. Yeah. Yes. You know. You know. Connor Garland had a great you know first quarter of the season, and Jacob Chikrin is also doing well. Like you know you you can you can name any guy who's you know who's scoring, but like this is an issue that I talked about before. Is you know do we have a tr- a true you know like top six you know can can you rely on you know six forwards to cons- be can be like consistently pre- making an any offensive production. And obviously, we know throughout this entire season so far that that's not the case. You know, you have games where a team, well, the Coyotes will put on like six shots in two periods or whatever. And this last game, the time wasn't the case. I think, what was it? Like, Did they put on 12 shots in the next whatever, two periods or whatever? So it wasn't terrible, but like quality, quality chances is my biggest issue with this team.
0: Yeah. They don't have quantity, they don't have quality. Um, we're you're talking about the the Coyotes having a top six? I don't even know how to evaluate that. Considering we are consistently seeing Nick Schmaltz and Connor Garland, and it's been mostly Michael Bunting as the fourth line for the Coyotes. And at that point, I don't even understand what lines mean. Um, I don't know how Tockett comes up with this. Um, and what it means, if anything, it, 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 in practical purposes, it doesn't, it just means that we have to call Nick Schmaltz a fourth line center. And that is just rough for everyone, but, but that's kind of indicative of a, of a problem. If you are playing your top guys as a fourth line, even if it's a name only, that is not a good sign for the offensive production of your team. And I don't know how to fix it. Um, I thought that the short leash line looked really good, but then other teams figured out how to counter them pretty quickly. Uh, the lines are set up now. So it seems like we have like one gritty guy on each line to protect the forwards. Um, like you look at like, uh, I think Hunt is with Kessel, um, which sure. And okay, I still saw Car- Conrad Garland get a helmet chucked in his face. Uh, we saw Michael or um, Gross get taken out uh, today. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the forwards right now. And like, I'm not surprised anymore that they're not scoring.
1: Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the the uh, you know the the gross bit because I want to talk about that real quick before we uh you know move on to the next uh the rest of the show is anyone who's seen who watched the game knows that Ryan Reeves went you know he took that shoulder right into the face of uh uh of Jordan gross and it, it did not look a good hit at what whatsoever. Jordan Gross went out injured with a lower body injury and a believed so concussion. Obviously, no, no, confir- non, no confirmation on, you know, the exact injury status, but that's not good. No, um, Ryan Reeves. I, I, anyone who knows me knows I don't like that guy. I think he's a, he, he's that kind of a physical player. I just don't like him. Um, and. It's going to piss me off. It really will piss me off if I wake up tomorrow morning uh, and I have notifications on from the Department of Player Safety. So, anytime the Department of Player Safety tweets something, I get the notif- notified. If I wake up tomorrow morning with no notification from the Department of Player Safety of any hearing for Ryan Reeves, I will get really mad.
0: Yeah, especially since I believe the Golden Knights also have a game today. So, they need to make that call really quickly. Uh, I think. Whenever something like this happens, especially with Reeves, who the Coyotes have history with, he delivered the high hit on Nick Schmaltz that took him out of the playoffs last year. So uh, a lot of people were bringing up that. Um, very kind of... Uh, I haven't seen the Schmaltz hit in a while, so I don't want to say that they're similar. But yeah, if you're leaving with a concussion and a knee injury, like, and there's no penalty being called that that has to be treated with something um i saw that there were quite a few las vegas people who predict that reeves is going to be sitting for a couple games um like how could he not i i really think that this needs to be a slam dunk for the player safety and they've gotten it kind of right sometimes they've completely failed other times but this one seems clear
1: Player safety has a massive inconsistency inconsistency problem, and uh, if they want to get it right, this is their opportunity to kind of get things on, on the right track. Because obviously, like you said, it's pretty freaking clear.
0: Yeah, I I don't know how the referees saw the hit live and then watched the replay. Uh, because I I saw on Twitter that they watched the replay. Uh, And there was a TV timeout. So they had the time and didn't make a call on that. Like it's just running as a gif on my screen right now. And it's just like, what is, what are you doing? Why?
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to find out. Um, So um, obviously I said tomorrow morning that that will be at this by the time everyone's already listening. So, Hopefully, we like by the time you're all hearing things now that that a uh, hearing is already in motion. Um, but we'll find we'll find that out. Obviously, we'll, we'll have our episode uh, coming out tomorrow post trade deadline. Um, so we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about then too. Um, speaking of trade deadline, we'll talk about that in just a sec. We'll go, we'll take a look at whether or not the Coyotes are going to do anything coming up in a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about built Bar. Guys, it is the best tasting protein bar in the land. It's got 18 different flavors, maybe even more than that at this point. Now, you know, you can never go wrong of any of the flavors, German chocolate, uh, you got the uh, cookies and cream. Uh, I think they have, you know, sometimes limited editions like churro or uh, or the uh, like cookie dough. You can't go wrong of any of them. They are, are absolutely taste amazing, 100% covered in chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Tastes more like a candy bar, really, than it does a protein bar. And the best part is it's absolutely healthy. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. Someone who's trying to lose or maintain weight uh, and uh, still be able to t- eat something absolutely tasty. But don't just take my word for it. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, Locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, now let's go ahead and uh, continue this episode of Locked on Coyotes as we get ready for the Coyotes uh, trade deadline talks. And uh, let's say this. Once again, I'm Raul Bliano at RaulBlianno1 on Twitter, uh, alongside Carl Pavlik of 5 uh, as, uh, like I said, trade deadline coming up in just a few hours at the time most of you guys are listening to this episode. Um, a lot is unknown, Carl, of what the Coyotes are going to do. We had, a you know, so many questions. I even said last week, you know, this team might not necessarily buy, but they'll pick up some prospect, uh, not prospect. They'll pick up some small debt pieces to make a playoff push. Or maybe they'll even sell a few to try to get some, to reclaim some draft picks. Really? I have no idea at this point.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting one. And I think we say that every year because no one expects trades in the NHL anymore. Um, but this one is is just all kinds of extra factors on it. The Coyotes are still in a playoff spot. They could very easily still make it. And that's great. I think a big draw for playoffs for teams is selling tickets and that's not going to be like too big of a thing this year. So I don't know if there's going to necessarily be that same push. Um, but even if the Coyotes do make the playoffs, they are going to run into the Colorado, Colorado avalanche in the first round in all likelihood. And that is just absolutely going to destroy them. Um uh, I predict uh, not good things happening if the Coyotes meet the Avalanche again, other than building potential rivalry fuel. But especially, uh, with
1: reload, especially with the reloc especially with uh, the realignment yeah. next season.
0: But yeah, so there's not really any clear reason to do either thing. Like they they shouldn't really buy hard. They sh- probably won't be able to sell hard. So
1: yeah. They won't be able to sell hard because uh, they still have a chance to make the playoffs, and, and it will look good for them growing the team looking forward. Plus, like a, a lot of other fe- a lot a lot of other considerations like that. However, I also I'm also looking at the situation of um, like you said, they're likely gonna go against the Colorado if they make the playoffs. They will be up against the Colorado Avalanche, and that's not gonna end well. Why make why why try to go to the playoffs? if that's going to end up be your end result. Especially knowing that this Arizona Coyotes team does not have a first-round draft pick. Or a third. Or a third. Like, that's this is an issue. Obviously, you know, the reason why they don't is a pretty major reason. Um, but they need to reclaim a draft pick somehow, or at least a few draft picks somehow, because, uh, you know, this team is going to grow, and they need to get better and they want to be a eventually an actual playoff contender right now they're a playoff bubble team, but if they want to be a playoff contender, they need to get some good draft picks out there, not just, you know, go a couple trades here. And then like, you know, I'm not saying it was bad last year, but you know, trading for Taylor hall, I don't think was their best decision that they made. Yeah. Um,
0: but looking back, we can definitely say that that was not uh, the right call and that they should not have done that. Um, I mean, I, I I get why they did in
1: at the very moment they were they were in first place in the Pacific Division. They were riding high, they were looking great. And It was like you know what, let's get Taylor Hall, and I think we might even be better. And obviously, it didn't happen.
0: Um, he he may have helped them completely skid out. Uh, but yeah, the team kind of fell apart with that one, and that was just not great. Um, I think the the big. Piece that the Coyotes probably have right now, and I'm not sure if you would agree with me on this, uh, is Alex Golgoski.
1: Yes, that's. I mean, that's 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 the topic that everyone's talking about. I mean, he was on the trade block, like rumored to be on the trade block. You know, like a month and a half ago. You know, beginning late February, his name was already being listed among uh, the most likely player to be traded out of the Arizona Coyotes, um, and. Whether or not that happens tomorrow or, or today, I still don't know, but um, I, I do agree with you on that.
0: I, I think it, it depends on what you can get for him um, because trading Goligosky is absolutely going to hurt any chances of making the playoffs. Uh, he is is pretty solid. He gets a lot of crap from the fan base um, for some rough like two or three-year start, but he's been much better. I think he goes great with Chikrin. Um, I like them together, uh, and I think he lets Chikrin play the way that Chikrin wants to play. Um, but if you can get a second or third round pick for Alex Kolgaski or like a decent prospect, I think you absolutely take that trade. Um, if it's a fourth round pick or like just a no name like thing, then keep him and, and just make the run. I don't think anyone's going to blame Armstrong either way. Um unless it's like something really bad. Like if you trade Golagowski for the fifth, then what are you doing? Yeah,
1: I yeah, I I don't think that the Coyotes will will do that. You know, they know the value of him right now. Um he's got at least some uh, enough value to make making an argument for a good trade to you know, like I said, like what you said, get some good draft picks out there. I mean, like a third round, you know, second, third round, you know, selection out of that.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you think uh, Ronta still has any value? A
1: little bit? I don't know. Just because of the, because no, not only is he a pending free agent, but he's also injured. Yeah. We don't know how long, you know where, what, what his injury status
0: is. I think there was like talk that he may come back today, but uh, so that could be like, a sign for it. I don't know if there's any like, uh, uh, we were talking about this uh, off mic. There's It's so hard to know what's going on in any other division. So I'm like, is there a team that needs a potential good backup goalie who's dealing with injury problems? And I just cannot think of anyone who would be competing for a spot.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting situation. How this is all going to go down. Um, we'll let's actually, in just a sec, cause I do, we do have to uh fill in, uh, one more bit here. Uh, I just want to give you guys a quick reminder that, uh, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to buy in all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, uh, and NHL are, uh, well, they're in the final somewhat stretch of the season. Um, and uh, got a lot of things coming up. You know, we just finished up the Masters as well. So you can go ahead and, do, you know, check out BetOnline for literally anything. Sports betting, awards, TV shows, reality TV also included on that site with real-time updated odds and promos and props on almost anything you can imagine. It has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use a mobile device. Sign up for a free account today and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Carl, let's go ahead and wrap things up as we were just saying in you know the previous segment. Um, uh, I guess maybe just final predictions in a way, uh, plus maybe a little bit of uh, what's coming up this week, just to kind of say, just to brace everybody. Um, so buy a or do nothing. I'm on, I'm on the fence. I'm on the, uh, in the camp, I would say, and I'm in the camp that the Arizona Coyotes are going to do absolutely nothing today. Um, I don't think like, I, I really think that, uh, the players that might have some value, uh, no one's going to give them an offer enough. That's, that's, that's worth it. Plus the Coyotes don't want to buy anything because, well, quite frankly, they can't afford to buy anything with, uh, they don't have draft picks and you know they don't want to get rid of uh, any prospects because, well, they need they, – quite frankly, they need them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I have written an article that should be live right now when people are listening um, where the possible options for the Coyotes I had were sell, buy, do nothing, and blow everything up. And for buy, I was like, No. There's no good reason, unless another GM calls Bill Armstrong and offers like a ridiculous deal, like they need something for a three-way trade, or or something that I can't think of. Then the apps, then the Coyotes should not be buying today. It is just not fitting with where they're at or where they're going to be. Um, I think we trade Goligoski today. Uh, I I think that a team is going to come forward with an option – with an offer for him. He is a good defenseman. He has got one year left on a deal. The Coyotes are going to happily eat Cap uh, to, to retain it. Um, and I think he could probably get a second-round pick. Uh, and I think Bill Armstrong is going to take that deal. Um it's not something that I'm willing to like put any money on. I don't believe it that strong, but if you had to ask me, I, I think he he's off somewhere today.
1: I mean, I was, I, I I will say this as a way of saying you know what, something like that can happen. And obviously, this is not this is a much different uh much different scenario. But let's put it this way if the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs give up a first-round draft pick to get Nick Falingo, <laughs>
0: anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, but the Boston Bruins were able to get Taylor Hall for two second-round picks, so who knows? Uh, the tr- yeah, that's also,
1: that's also 50, 50% salary retention, but... True, um, but, but yeah,
0: I think... I, I, We're going to see a team look to shore up their defense. Defense wins championships. And Goligosky, he is not like a player who is just now being shopped. I'm sure that Armstrong has been talking to people about Goligosky this entire season. Um, So if something can happen, it's going to be able to happen quick. It's like, hey, remember that deal we talked about three weeks ago? Let's do it, and and there we go. Uh, and all of a sudden, we get a second round pick, and probably a player to make things, you know, even for cap purposes coming back. And and yeah, I think it'll help.
1: All right, now uh, that we put both of our trade deadline predictions out there, um, just a heads up that I will give live updates if possible. And I might even jump in if, you know, like a Goligosky trade is, um, you know, put in motion. Uh, I will probably even jump on to the uh, Lockdown NHL live show that we have going on today um, to uh, talk about it. Just a, get, get a bit of a uh, breakdown, things that uh, might be expected. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm playing that one by ear. Uh, but let's also take a look at what's coming up this week for the Coyotes, what to expect. Afterwards, they've got the avalanche today. Oh, fun! Um, and then they got the wild, the blues, and a couple games against the wild. So that's their next like eight days or nine days. Yeah, next, this is the next nine days. Uh, all playoff teams. This is fun.
0: (laughs) Is fun the right word? Um, uh, so let's say this, uh, it is likely that Prospertov is going to get the start today i i don't know
1: and if he will time... get the start again i'd like man i i will be worried for that guy's health
0: yeah if he'll gets the start in a back to back against the golden knights and the colorado avalanche god well, bless his soul yeah both on the road what what are we doing is it, it's like at that point we're in uh What's that one jazz drum movie? Do you know the one? Know. Uh, it's got a uh... whatever. Uh, the someone's gonna be tweeting at us. Um, but yeah, it is like an insane test of like strength for Hill or something stupid. Uh, but. Pro- so Prospetov starting is the best case scenario, and it's not a great one. Uh, he didn't look great against the Avalanche in his first game because why would he? Uh, and the team, I mean,
1: Prospetov was only has one year AHL experience and was playing on for the Rapid City Rush only a few games before that. Like, like I mean, I mean, goaltending is different again. Like what someone mentioned, goaltending is different when it comes to levels, but. I mean they go from the ECHL to the AHL to the NHL in like a snap of a finger almost I'm like
0: mm. yeah especially when you're so young it's just it's it's he should not be expected to be starting against the Avalanche right now um, that that's kind of crazy but so that's going to be tough maybe Minnesota's f- starting to fall to earth I don't really buy that but that one's going to be tough And then St. Louis is just, like I said before, they found that extra gear. And if they're still going on that, then they're going to have a chance to put the coyotes like away. And as much as the coyotes are not the team that's able to put the, put another team away, the blues are it's, it's how they won the cup and that will not be good for them. Here's what
1: Uh, I'll say. will make things interesting though. And, um, And it's kind of a comment I made before about this, uh, Um, about the schedule is, so for the next three games, the Coyotes and Blues are playing the same opponents, all the same opponents. Actually, you'll see the next even four games even, because it's like, you know, while the Coyotes are playing the Avalanche, the Blues are playing the Wild, and then it's flip-flopped the next game, and then they play against each other, and then it's the same thing. Like, you know, Blues will be playing the Avalanche, Coyotes will be playing the Wild, um, but then after that, I mean, the Kyers have a little bit more of a favorable schedule. They got the Kings and the Sharks.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they can get past this uh, this week and a half, they're in a good spot. Um, they're
1: fine. Their, their final. Um, let's see. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Their final ten games of the season. Two of them are against the Golden Knights. Little two. They're tough. Other than that, eight of their last ten games should be. I don't want to say gimme games because you like because. Nothing's a gimme really in the NHL, but sure. they really should be because it's the Kings and the Sharks. All
0: right. So, if the Coyotes get to next Wednesday's game against the Wild, and they are like within two points of the Blues, I think the Coyotes have a very good chance of making the playoffs. Um, if the Blues like take over this week it doesn't really matter how good the coyotes are in the final stretch i think it's going to be really tough but if they can stay just in it um then i think the the latter like the last few weeks are going to benefit them greatly
1: yeah it's going to be an interesting last stretch for this um i think what we'll, what really make what will really make a difference also Carl is what the blues do at the deadline. And from what I hear is they're probably going to be buyers.
0: So it might make things tougher. Um, I'm curious what the blues have in terms of cap space, because that seems to be the the real issue for every single team. Like, are the, are they going to have space to make the moves that they need to? Um, I'm just trying to pull up their cap friendly. Um, they have no cap space, so they may, have to.
1: If they want to buy, they ha- they definitely have to move a lot of things
0: around. Yeah, but and, and we've seen a lot of like very interesting three way trades um, to make those moves happen.
1: Especially, um, especially like today, for example. Or, or yesterday you know, on some on some of the deals that were already brokered where you have for example um like i think the sharks are retaining what 25% of
0: uh one of the salaries
1: like and I'm trying to think what
0: there's the the Tampa Detroit Columbus trade which like people had to freaking tweet explanations. We are like, this is everything that happens. Um, It's funny. uh, And I'm not the first person to say this. Um, I think everyone's kind of thinking it right now. Every single year we hear general managers say that trades are too complicated. And yet they pull like this just seemingly out of their hats where they're just like, all right, here's the, Freaking five level moves that we're gonna make on this. Um, that should be a poll question. What is going to be the most teams involved in one trade? Could we get a four way trade? Uh, because that would be awesome.
1: Oh, I'd love this. I'd love to see it. Like, I want to see how many teams, like, how many way trade you can go. Like, I'm sure you can go really crazy.
0: Yeah. And, like, especially if we're not going to see any, like, big superstars on the move, which I – we saw Taylor Hall, and that was probably going to be the big one. Um, I don't see any kind of big blockbuster trades. So give me a weird trade. Give me one that I can dissect for the next, like, three off-seasons. Something that has just, like, a great trade tree.
1: Oh yeah, I want to do those. uh, Those, like any like anytime I try to do a trade tree, I go like like three or four generations deep, and I'm just like, I'm done. This is this is too much. Uh,
0: I like um, anytime we do like the the prospect um like report cards during the off season, I I find out how we acquired their pick, and it's always interesting to kind of like just go back on that journey and be like, huh. How did we end up getting uh, Christian Dvorak in the second? I don't. I think we had that pick. That was a bad example. Um, but but yeah, something weird, something fun. Okay, I love it.
1: We'll take a look into it. Um, but uh, uh, that will wrap things up for today's episode. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow morning as our post trade deadline talk. Uh, I believe Carl, you'll be back with us to talk about the. Uh, uh, about that too, as well as the Avalanche game. Maybe uh, if we want to talk about that.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, if we do, real quick. Uh, Whiplash was the movie I was thinking of. So no one tweeted at us because I remembered.
1: Someone probably already tweeted at it because they didn't finish listening to the episode. But of course, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but again that will uh be it for us on today's episode if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review and to subscribe if you get to already we are available everywhere you get your podcast, including the all new odyssey app uh so be sure to check us out also i also on twitter interact with us i am at robliano1 as well as at lo underscore coyotes uh you can again interact tweet at me uh direct message me ask a question if you have it Uh, I love interacting with you guys. I want to be able to answer any of your questions. You know, some of the big questions can and will be answered on a future episode of the Lockdown On podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Thanks, Carl, once again, for coming on this episode. Be back again tomorrow. But until then, guys, hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys stay healthy. And don't forget to howl on.